guys? Welcome back to Keeping It Raw. I am Raw, and yeah, coronavirus has taken over. It's been running rampant. It has been shutting down everything. And soon, it's going to come to a city near you. Or hopefully it doesn't. Now, listen, I know you've heard over and over you're kind of done with the coronavirus. I've got two memes I want to share with you, and then we're going to move on from this. I promise I won't talk about it again, hopefully. And uh, But yeah, let me share these two memes for you. Now, someone uh, shared a meme that said, anyone else feel like, you know, 2020 is being written by a fourth grader right now? And there was this virus and everyone was scared. And then the world ran out of toilet paper. Yeah. And then there was no school for like a month. And then it snowed. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, And then this other one. Corona offers $15 million to help change coronavirus name to Bud Light Virus. Pretty good, right? Now, I'm going to do one solid for you. Coronavirus no longer exists. That's right. I just did it. Just like that. Coronavirus doesn't exist. At least for the rest of the show. This is Keeping It Raw. Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. And this is 2020. I got to go to a comedy show this past weekend. It was a light crowd for some reason. It was a light crowd in Raleigh. And we went and um, I was we were surprised that it went so well. Uh, if you're a fan of whose line is it anyways, it's the same concept. There are like six people and a host and, um, yeah, you throw out different games, different genres, whatever they did it all. It was really good. Um, one of the things was they would say, uh, give us a suggestion, something, uh, a weird gift you would get somebody for their wedding. And we, you know, I shouted out mouse traps and they went with it. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, one of the games, though, me and another guy got to, you know, we were audience members that they brought up stage to, like, you know, be a part of it. And so we did the sound effects games. We would provide sound effects for each person. Uh, you know, they were sawing a tree or they were, I don't re- really remember what they were doing. But, they, you know, for instance, uh, they were... <laughs> They were uh, stretching a, they were making a slingshot. So they were stretching the rubber on the rubber uh, for the slingshot. And I'm sorry, I explained that horribly. They were stretching the rubber and she was like, yeah, let me pull back on this rubber band. And she would pull back and I provided the sound effect like, and uh, she said, yeah, do you hear that siren in the background? And yeah, so we were doing that. And I was laughing so hard. Like, it was bad. Like, it was hurting to laugh anymore. And it might not have been funny to anybody else, but I was busting a gut. It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, Another game we played was this um, dating game. So they had me and this other guy still um, be different characters. And I did not do good. I mean, like, I immediately thought of, you know, the different voices I can do. So I did where it was like a speed dating. So this guy was supposed to be a woman. He dressed up as a woman or whatever. And he was the, each person would walk up and he would do like speed dating. So he would ask them a question and then it would be too weird and funny. And he'd say, uh, next. And the next person would come up. Well, the only thing I thought of was Mickey mouse. So I was like, I can do a Mickey mouse voice. So of course 
my awesome Mickey Mouse skills were like really good. And I was like, he was like, hey, you know, how are you doing? I was like, oh, hey. I'm... And so it shocked everybody, of course. So that was pretty cool. And then I had to figure out a way to be weird to get kicked out because he needed to say next to move on to the next person. And I thought of something weird and I'm not going to repeat it, but we moved on and he said next. And then uh, the next go around, I just created like this um, country guy. Like this, it was really awkward for me. It got a couple laughs, but I think they were just being polite. And uh, eventually he said next and moved on. But it was really, um, it was really funny. And we were surprised that it went like, it was as good as it was for such a small crowd. You know, there was probably 30 people there max. I don't, I think that was, I think that's overestimating it, but it was a, a small crowd and it was pretty funny. So it's called comedy works. It's works with the X. So comedy works. You can go there, uh, there in Raleigh and, uh, they put on a great show. It was really good. Um, and Oh, because we got to participate, uh, we got free tickets to the ne- another show, and we got a six-week pass to improv classes. So now Michael Gary Scott is great at improv, but I wouldn't compare, so I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> now, um, another thing that's going on. Okay, the census is going on. Census 2020. So by now, you've probably received census material in your mailbox, And if you do not open it and review it and complete it, they will send people to your house to get it done. So if you want to avoid that, open up your census mail and go online and complete it. It's like my census, my census 20, I'm sorry, I said that all weird. My census 2020.gov. You use your code that they mailed you. You complete the questionnaire and yeah, they ask questions. So they're going to ask, they're not, it is a personal thing. So for those of you who don't know what it is, every 10 years, they do this census to understand how many people there are in America. It's their way of doing a head count. I mean, you always wonder like, how do they know how many people are in America? Or how how do they know how many people are um, in your city or your town and all this? Uh, That's how they know. They do the census every 10 years and that helps them one, allocate budgets so they know how much money to send because of the population Uh, it also helps them they determine how many representatives are for your state Uh, so this also helps with elections in the future it helps with all this stuff because they know how many people are in North Carolina or how many people are in Texas or how many people are in Florida and that helps everybody determine this is how many representatives we need to have because of the population size. This determines how many electoral votes that the state that you're in casts for each uh, election. You know, all this stuff matters. And, you know, from 2010 to 2020, it's going to be a significant difference because populations continue to grow. Now, having said that, I completed mine. Um, Were there any weird questions, though? I don't think there were. They ask for... um, each member of your household, and they need their name and their date of birth. Um, Let's see. They don't ask about how much money you make. They don't ask your social security number. They don't ask what you do for a living. Yeah, there's not – I don't think there were any weird questions. 
uh, as part of it. It's really simple. Um, but if you don't do it again, they do send people to your door and they do show up repeatedly if they don't complete get it completed these people are dedicated to just completing the census and so they if they don't have something specific for your address they will continue to knock at your door until you get it completed sorry that's a that's a psa okay for you just congratulations pretty interesting that the census gets done and a lot of people wonder you know how they get the numbers that's how (laughs) i was reminded though recently of these magazine subscriptions I got sent to my house when I was like 15 years old. <laughs> they were mostly just tabloids. So I know Star was one of them. National Enquirer was one of them. It was like a pack. I, as a 15-year-old, I must have like put my name and my address on something and they, I, not realizing it was for like subscriptions or something. I don't know. I think it was from when I had tried to do surveys when I was a kid trying to make money. And it didn't work. (laughs) And so one of the things you sign up for was like these free subscriptions. They're only free for like, you know, 30 days or five issues or something. Anyway, I kept getting them. And uh, then they started sending bills. And I remember getting a, a bill, one or two of them. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't owe money. Like, this is crazy. And uh, I thought, you know, I was going to get in trouble, you know, just as anybody would, you know, when you're a kid getting bills that you know you're not going to pay. And anyway, I'd gotten these bills and I was freaking out. And so I called the number um, that was on one of the bills and I was like, hey, you know, my name's Raw and you're sending me these um, magazines and I didn't purchase them. I don't have any money to pay them. You know, so um, can you stop sending them? And also, I, I can't pay them again. You know, don't send them anymore. And the lady that answered was like, we can go ahead and cancel them, but you've already been billed, so you're going to have to pay that. And I was like, I can't pay it. <laughs> you're not understanding. But never mentioned that I was a minor. So I got off the phone, and I was a little like, you know, I was a kid, so I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with like how to handle things quite well. And so afterwards I was thinking, man, I should really like, I'm a minor. I didn't tell her I was a minor. I was a kid. So I type up this email and email it to them. And it was essentially about me saying, uh, yeah, you're sending magazines to my child and they're all addressed to my child and he is not old enough to pay you or and he shouldn't be receiving these magazines anyway. Now, again, they were just tabloids. There was nothing crazy or raunchy about it. They were just tabloids. And so I, uh, I, I sent that email, and that's essentially what it said, and never got anything back. Never got an email back, but I also never got subscriptions, never got another bill back. It was all over and I was thankful. It was so weird. I just thought about that recently and thought I'd share that with you guys. If you want to get out of something, make it look like it was done by a minor. <laughs> make it, make them feel bad. <laughs> yeah, that was reminding me though of the uh, census that I was just talking about. When you get complete, it's going to give you a confirmation number so you know, you know that you have proof that you did it, right? We get confirmations for everything nowadays. Uh, In most cases, they get sent to your email so that you know you've completed something. And if you ever get it, it's ever questioned in the future, you can just revert back to your email like, 
yeah, I got this confirmation right here in my email. Well, sometimes with confirmations or things you want to remember or business cards, are you guys like me where I just take a picture of everything? So I, if there's a business card in order to not carry it around with me, because I, my wallet is very small now. I only carry essential cards, my ID, and so on. And that's it. Like, that's it. <laughs> so I'm very limited on space, but sometimes I need to carry a bit. I need a business card or at least the information so that I can have it in the future. I just take a snapshot on my phone, and now I'm going to have it forever. <laughs> and uh, now I've been recently going to town council meetings. Now... In most cases, they're boring. In fact, the most recent one I went to was extremely boring. There wasn't anything that was entertaining. Government was functioning quite well, I must say. Uh, but every once in a while, I I go and uh, notice some things that are just like, man, these people should have a reality show. Like, it is some. Uh, there are some interesting things that happen. Um, for instance. Um, we have a town manager that was voted out uh, about six months ago or so. Now, this town manager had only been in his role for about eight months at the time. And they had a closed session. And uh, what that means is they'll have a, uh, a public hearing, okay? Public session, whatever, open session, whatever you want to call it. Where it's a general town council meeting. You come in, they open up with the Pledge of Allegiance, prayer, get into the business of the town, and then adjourn. In this case, they did all that, and then before they adjourned, they decided to go into closed session. Closed session is when they're still meeting, but they meet in a conference room, and they talk where the public can't hear. Mostly it's personnel stuff, and then they'll come back out after they're done and usually close the meeting. Well, in one particular case, they came back out and fired the town manager. So these one representative said, hey, I, um, it bothers me to do this, but I make a motion to fire the town manager effective immediately. And if you're not paying attention to anything else, this comes as a huge shock. Okay. So one of the other aldermen say, um, I think we need to let him address the allegations that you've made against him. Give him time. I don't think we need to make a, a move to fire him right now. Let's just let him address these allegations first. And so they don't ever mention what the allegations are. So I don't even know. And then uh, they vote anyways to fire him. So watching this, I'm like, well, whatever is said, if it wasn't bad enough to, you know, uh, fire him immediately, then if you're making an allegation against somebody, instead of firing them immediately, give them a chance to defend themselves. They didn't. They didn't. They just ended it right there. Well, a couple months later, they have an election. One of those people gets kicked off. They vote in a new guy, and they vote immediately. Their first act of business is to vote for the town manager to come back on, rehire him, right? He had been in the area for these months. You know, he had gotten all this money also <laughs> from getting uh, let go. Um, they gave him like, they settled for like, I think like four, at least $4,000. I don't remember. It could be a lot more than that. But whenever they fire somebody without cause, they generally get a lot of money as a result of that because they didn't have, they didn't have a reason to get fired. So 
whenever you break that contract, you have to pay them like thousands of dollars, whatever the contract stipulates. Well, that's what he got. So, but he had also been in the area still and he got rehired. And so since then there has been like this, um, our, our, the vote of the town made is made up mostly of five different votes. All five aldermen, they get a, they get a say. Okay. If one of them weren't there, then the mayor would have a vote, but the aldermen typically vote. So the problem here is that the people that hired the town manager back are on, I don't want to say cahoots, but they're always voting with each other. And the two that voted originally to fire this town manager are always voting against things. Okay. So it's like three to two. Well, the two are always outnumbered in almost every vote. There has only been one vote where it hasn't worked out that way, but every vote, it's so funny because like these poor, you know, aldermen are just like fighting so much on every different issue. They're raising cane about everything, but still losing because they don't have the votes. Oh man, it's hilarious. And I know I've bored you with that part of it, but there was this instance where they named one of the police stations after... Uh, a citizen of the town, you know, a citizen who had been there a long time, served the town in different ways, whatever, big community uh, member. So they said, we're going to name the police station after you. Okay, they did that. A year later, they inspect the building and the building's on its last leg. It doesn't mean that it's about to be condemned or that it's about to fall down, but it's on its last leg. So they say, um, we vote, let's make a vote to rename a new the next building that we replace it with after this individual. So like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And then somebody else says, can we vote to name the bridge after that same person? We just got a new bridge in the city. It's actually the only bridge in the city. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and they want to name this. And so one of the council members is like, let me get this straight. So you're wanting to name the current building, the current police building after this person any new police buildings after this person, and now you want to name our bridge after this person. They're like, yeah, 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 we want to do that. And we're like, I'm like, what? Like, come on now, we're just getting out of hand. We're just, <laughs> just name the police building and then move on. Maybe name the bridge after somebody else. I mean, it's not important to name a bridge after somebody. It's just a thing. Like, uh, since somebody brought it up, I guess we'll do something about it, right? But the idea to name the bridge after she's like, well, I don't agree. I don't disagree with um, naming after this person. I'm just wondering why it's just weird. She's like, I just want to keep it straight. Like we're naming all these different things after this one person. That's what we're doing. Right. So they vote and they decide to do it. <laughs> it's so weird, right? That this idea is coming up it's such a waste of time. So, they do that, and then that same lady who was trying to make sure she understood, she says, I want to name this park after uh, in my neighborhood after uh, a town uh, a town member, you know, somebody who had paid, had lived here his whole life and had paid his taxes to the city. Uh, I want to name this park after this individual. And so the mayor pro temp, who rarely says anything, I probably talked about that in another podcast who rarely says anything, decides to speak up. And he says, are there any other names being considered for this park? Well, she, <laughs> being part of the losing team all the time when it comes to votes, <laughs> says, why, do you want this park named after you? 
you want us to name after this name this park after you? I mean, we can name it after you if you want to, but if your idea is that if you're trying to get to the fact that there's nobody else in contention for this, did we say anything? I didn't hear you say anything about the bridge and the police station and the other police station. You didn't have anything to say then. Now I now I I bring up a park and you don't want to name it as this person, you want to name it after you or what? He's like, no, I'm just trying to understand. And she's like, well, yeah, I didn't hear you making these same questions, bringing up the same stuff when we were talking about the bridge and the other police station. You didn't say nothing then. It was like hilarious. Real stuff that really happened. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this one last thing with you because it's hilarious also and uh, with the town. And then uh, I'm going to let you go for the day. How about that? A class will be dismissed. You can go home early. Um, okay, so our town, uh, each elected official sits for two years before another election. They are not rotating. They are just every town official that's elected is on the same ballot every two years. Okay. So we have one mayor and five aldermen, and they're all six positions up for a vote. Okay. Well, the town manager threw out there, why don't we do stagger terms? So we'll have three people serving a four-year term, and then in two years for the next vote, we vote for two more members, and we stagger their vote, and it'll be four years at that point. So we have four years every so on. Not a bad idea. A lot of places do that. A lot of places stick with two years, right, for serving. Um, You know, personally, I would only want somebody, I think somebody should only serve for two years, uh, because anything can happen. I mean, four years is a long time to commit, you know? Well, but I have no problem with four years if that's what people decide to do. So he said, why don't we stagger four year terms and why don't we, um, have it done retroactively? Okay. So as of the last election, the most votes, the three people with the most votes stay on four years. And the two people with the least votes, theirs comes up the next uh, election cycle. This is confusing to you. If it is, I'm sorry, uh, but stick with me. Because of this, uh, the mayor pro temp, who again, who again says no, nothing usually unless it's a problem. <laughs> I mean, his only role there seems like to be an adversary to everything. And... Um, <laughs> He decides to say, um, he decides to agree with it, you know, just like most people will. Uh, um, in the public hearing portion, a guy comes up and says, you know, shame on you guys that have the most votes that want this. It's a power grab, and you shouldn't stick by this. You can't retroactive, you know, a vote, you know, and so on. And mostly what he's saying and what I agree with is that you can't retroactive a vote, meaning you can't go back to the last election and say, yeah, we voted for two years. Now you're going to four years. That's one. Second, you can't change mid-cycle uh, an election term to be four years from two years to four years. That has to be one. The one way to do it, according to the town attorney, is to – um change the charter in which you would have a public hearing then you would uh, appeal to the state to have it changed it's a long process uh, the second option which is more uh, I guess uh, doable it's uh, 
according to the will of the people. So you just, on the next ballot, you would just add switching the term from two-year to four-year to serve. Now that's cool because the people are saying it, and if the people vote for it, then it's a done deal. You don't have to take it any further. You just do it. Okay. So the problem is that uh, (laughs) this guy that decided to say something in the public hearing is an alderman who just got voted off. (laughs) So... Almost everything he ever says is, you know, controversial. Is There's some kind of, you know, everybody takes it with a grain of salt because he used to serve and got voted out. So uh, he says something and he said, shame on you that got the most votes, that it's a power grab and all this. So the mayor pro temp, who, of course, always has a problem, decides to try to speak up. And he says, can I address that? And as he's leaning forward towards the microphone, the mayor holds his shoulder or arm or something and says, we don't, we don't respond to the public hearing. He's like, just let it go. Just let it go. Well, the rest of the uh, meeting, you can see this guy is like ate up about it. <laughs> he wants to so bad say something. And he does. He gets a chance to at the very end. The meeting is adjourned. And he decides the first thing, what they typically do, the town council usually does is they stand up and they shake hands you know they stay where they they are they just stand up and shake hands because the citizens come by to say something real quick or to shake their hand or so on well this guy gets up and makes a beeline towards this former alderman who decided to speak up and he's like how dare you you, that is slander. You have said that I want I wanted to hold on to my position for power and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, not, and I'm like hearing this and me and another lady, she, we're like hearing this like, because this guy like is standing over him and like, how dare you? You know, you're slander and all this stuff. And we're like, oh, something's about to go down. And so uh, they keep talking for a couple more seconds. And me and this lady, we're leaving. And uh, she's like, yeah, I can't believe, I thought he was about to do something. I was like, I know, right? That could, that dude's like, needs to calm down. He needs to slow his roll. Cause he's always hype. He's always like ready to fight and throw down. And you know, this guy is a lawyer and, uh, he's like, I don't know. He's a lawyer, but he's like inexperienced. He just recently came back to our town and like ran for something. His mom is like a doctor in our town. And so a lot of people know her. And probably recognized the name and probably thought it was her, you know, because his name is so abstract that you wouldn't know that it was a guy or a female, you know, is what, oh, the census, that's what's on there. That's what I wanted to say on the census. It asks you if you're male or female. It doesn't ask for any other. It doesn't say other. It doesn't say I declined to comment. It just says male or female for the, the census. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> there's only two genders. <laughs> anyway, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I forgot to mention that earlier. So, um, yeah, but this guy, he just he just came back to our town, decided to run, got voted in. And, uh, yeah, I if he gets reelected or if he even decides to run, I'll be surprised. But his mom ran for, like, um, a seat, a local seat of some kind, and she lost – and um, I think unjustly she lost, in my opinion. But anyway, that's kind of some of the stuff that goes down. There's plenty more, but uh, I'm going to let this go for now. <laughs> Listen, uh, if you have listened this long, I appreciate it. 
we have a Patreon page for Keeping It Raw. It's Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Keeping It Raw. And you can be a member of uh, our team. You can give. You can support. There are different tiers. So if you give like $3, we give you an, uh, I'll give you an Instagram shout out. If you give $10 a month, you can submit a question or a quote for me to read on this show. And I'll also give you a shout out during the show. And then if you dare to live, if you are that one in a million person, you can give $50 a month. If you give $50 per month, you will be named as an executive producer of the show. You will also have the options of the other tiers. But the biggest thing is that the name of the studio that we're in that we will give you a shout out to will be named by you. So, for instance, this is Keeping It Raw, you know, but the studio name will be, let's say, for uh, John Doe, okay? Welcome to John Doe Studios. This is Keeping It Raw. All right. That's kind of cool, huh? Got a little ring to it. Uh, Or if you wanted to name it Bippity Boppity Boo, it could be like, Welcome to Bippity Boppity Boo Studios. This is Keeping It Raw. We can do that. That's possible. Let's do it, right? You dare to dream? (laughs) So you can go to patreon.com to be a supporter, be a member, give us a shout out, and we'll give you a shout out. That's again, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash keeping it raw. If you have any questions about that, you can hit us up on any of the other avenues, but thanks for listening. This is Keeping It Raw. Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast.